and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System podcast. I am Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey and you're listening to episode 32. Indeed, Happy New Year, it's 2024. It's 2024 and everything is great. I've not practiced this song, but I think it's really brilliant. Oh, there's so many things that rhyme with great, but you just went down the line of almost saying great with great, didn't you? Mm. Like picture me with a Kodak. Mm. Take a picture of me with your Kodak. Take a take, 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 take. What? That song, you know, go to Times Square. Make it like a Polaroid picture. No, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with your Kodak. And he rhymes Kodak with Kodak. Mr. Worldwide. Oh, Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah, but he wasn't known. He never won an Ivan Nuvello for his lyricism, did he? Oh, Pitbull. No, but he did rhyme Kodak with Kodak. He can, though. He's Mr. Worldwide. So there you go. Happy New Year, Anna. Hey. Speaking of Mr. Worldwide, Happy New Year, Ali, Miss Worldwide. You have been on your travels. I haven't seen you for ages, although listeners may think that we have, but we have been weaving some magical webs to make it sound and seem like we've been talking every week, but we haven't. We have, but we have spoken to each other for nearly a month. I know. Apart from my panicked message to you, where I went, Ali, I've just seen the news in the Philippines in the news, and are you okay? Because there's been an earthquake. Oh, and a terror attack. And then, was, and then something else happened. Oh, there, there's a terror attack. Yeah. So, yeah, do you know what the best thing about being... I went to the Philippines this year. I went for three weeks. It was absolutely glorious. Uh, the Philippines is quite big. It's made up of 7,000 islands. So there's a lot of travelling to be done. Um, so uh, it's really big, a really big area. So when there's a, there's a tsunami or there's a terror attack, it's like, oh, no, that's like literally like... A thousand miles away. Um, but also, I was so cut off, I had no idea what was going on with anything at That's all. Nice. And you can't, the best thing about it is you can't access BBC News because it just won't let you access it. Oh, so it's like, is it banned? Pretty much. It is. So it's like, like China. This is, mm, this is perfect. What about Facebook? Oh, no. I mean, you were on Instagram. I saw you flogging an innovate jacket. Yeah, yeah. They said to me the day before I went, they were like, can you, <laughs> can you do a competition for this jacket? I'm like, I can. But I'm not going to be out on a cold hill wearing it like everybody else. <laughs> so I'm going to have to. I bought it with me because it's really warm. It's a great jacket. I will say this. <laughs> the, 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 the performance hashtag type of jacket ads. is great. Hashtag ads all over the shop. All over. When I first opened that jacket, I was like, what the fuck is this for? Then I put it on and I was like, it's an incredible jacket. So yeah, I did wear, I did wear my jacket in my jacket <laughs> competition. But I was, I was really trying to keep off the Instagram stuff. And I was doing it once every like, four days keep it ticking through because if I don't then something that will fall off the edge of the algorithm earth and then I won't be able to sell books to people which is the <laughs> only reason I'm still on it so there you go but yeah I had a lovely time thank you it was very relaxing and very lovely beautiful part of the world and I did actually manage to do some running which I'm quite proud of myself yeah well it's mm. just as well because um you got something just a little little race coming up in a few weeks haven't you yeah, so I decided to train for the Arc of Attrition um, on, in a flat countries, <laughs> on flat islands, on sand, uh, in 30 degree heat, on a coastal run in Cornwall in January. Excellent. Hey, Ali, do you do coaching? I'd love you for me to be my coach. Well, my coaching motto is, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's been um... absolute, absolute delight. Um, how's, your, how's your winter been? My your, winter? Your winter avec with child. My winter with child. You make me sound like Mary. I know. <laughs> I said to Neil this, I was like, this year is the, is the like one and only year I could legitimately be Mary in the nativity. And he, he looked at me and he went, no, you'd need to be more pregnant for that. So, like, also, I, it's not a virgin birth, I don't think. 
Well, well, actually, it's something I haven't told you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, my winter has been fine. Do you know what? I've been super happy that it's not been freezing, freezing cold here. It's been so mild. It's weird. But at the same time, like, I don't feel very festive. Like, we're recording this two days after Christmas and it could literally be like, I don't know, March. It, like, it just does not feel like it's been Christmas for me at all. Why do you, um, why do you think that is? I think because it's been so mild. Oh. I tried my hardest to get into the festive spirit, but it's just, I just don't feel very festive this year. But that's okay. Each to their own. We don't have to feel festive, do we? No. It's it's a societal thing, old. And what I've noticed this year, really interestingly, and maybe I'm more aware of it, is that there's a lot of uh, noise about it. You not having to do it like everybody says you should do it. You know, not having to have this great big family get together, or not having mm. to like go and do the things you don't particularly want to do, or like. Yeah. Uh, and I spent Christmas by myself this year because I chose to. I wanted to. I just wanted to be a pickle, so we pissed off to a little cottage in Devon. It was the it was my win. It's my win for the podcast. It was the greatest Christmas day I've ever had because there was no stress from anyone. I just did what yeah. I wanted to do, which is yeah. incredibly selfish. But also, I just that's what I wanted to do. I'm a 42 year old woman I could do what I like, and yeah. it was brilliant. And I think there's a lot of people doing that now, not having the enforced fun. Because if you've got a family and you love each other, you have fun all year round, right? You don't have yeah. the enforced fun of one day. No, no, I know. And like I was getting. Um not stressed but just a bit like I'm Anna the planner and I like a plan and I like to know what's going on and Neil told me that this year he would do the Christmas food shopping and it was just the two of us at home for Christmas and he decided that he was going to make beef wellington for our Sunday dinner because you don't need to have a turkey if you don't like turkey don't have turkey and I don't like turkey um but it got to like Christmas Eve or like the day before Christmas Eve and he still hadn't done the Christmas food shop. And I was just like, it's going to be hell. It's going to be sharp elbows. It's going to be not getting into the car park. Like, you're going to have to queue for ages. It's going to take you ages. Like, what are you doing? There won't be any beef and there'll be no Wellingtons left. Yeah, I wasn't too worried about there not being any beefs or Wellingtons left. But I was just like, look, what? when are you going to do it? When are you planning on doing it? He's like, oh, I've got time. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And like, I didn't need to get stressed about it. Um, But I said to him, though, I was like, even if you don't do it, like if you don't get to do the Christmas food shop, you don't have time or like if it is like mentally busy or whatever, I don't care just having fish fingers and chips for for Christmas dinner. Like, I don't care. It's just a day. It is just a day, isn't it? Yeah. And like, that's that's, that's quite nice. I mean, you know. Fish fingers and chips is delicious, but I don't see why anybody would say no to that. It like, is. I very much have a taste for scampi and chips during. The do season. you? Oh yes. Oh. I've got a um sad sad announcement, and that is that I can no longer eat fish because of my trip to the Philippines, and so it oh, really yeah. has battered me in the face with a great big mirror of accountability. And I'm like, oh no, which is a nightmare because I'm pretty you vegetarian, but I love scampi love and scampi. I love fish. What about responsibly sushi. sourced fish? Nah, mate. I don't think there's any such thing. There really isn't. Like the oceans, we're just, we're just, it's absolutely diabolical what we're doing to them. I've been in them every day for three weeks and I've seen it. And I'm like, the, the fishing wire trapped around every bit of reef, the mess, the hooks, the lack of food for half of the animals that live in the reefs around there. Just, I just, and I'm like, even responsibly, I'm still part of the problem. For me, 
everyone you do everyone you do you but for me i didn't feel comfortable with it so that's yeah. my resolution the only one this year is like don't touch fish be a good girl because i really do enjoy fish so it's sad but there you go it is what it is i don't make me feel like i'm actually helping and 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 that's not a judgment call on anyone it's just i don't feel comfortable yeah. so yeah what's, what's your win been for the last few weeks my win is that i one can finally talk about being pregnant yay not in a like i'm that like bore not like you know getting into every conversation have you got yourself a mum's net login no, no when that happens do tell Oof. oh my god i bet there's some absolute belting content on there um yeah so my win is like being able to actually say it and like talk about it because i have felt like a sack of shit for three months mm-hmm. and like almost just like just so sick so sick so tired like my my running goal for the last three months was literally to get out for one run a a month a a month a week Mm -hmm. uh and like run a minimum of 5k a week which I kept up but I was so tired and I just felt so awful um but I, the, but people would be like, well, why did you, why would you go out for a run? You don't have to run. I know I don't have to run, but um, I, it made me feel better. Like genuinely, it did make me feel more energized and better. I mean, I'd be absolutely wiped out for the rest of the day, but it did make me feel better to go out for a run. So my win now is that I'm in the second trimester, which means one, I can talk about being pregnant, but two, <clears throat> I'm actually not sick anymore amazing so were you like were you like physically sick or did you just feel nauseous all the time so both so it depended on the day and the circumstances and all the rest of it so I did the running home for Christmas relay with the running channel and threw up in a car park while we were all <laughs> like going for lunch that was nice I threw up in the car park it was mostly car parks threw up in the car park when I got back from New York uh when I got off the plane as we were like leaving the the airport and uh, I got off the train from work and like just all of a sudden this wave of nausea hit me as the fresh air hit me and I threw up on the platform at the train station. There's a lot of uh, transport-based <laughs> bombs. Right. I wonder whether maybe the transport like upset the baby or the hormones or whatever and that's what then created the vom. But um, yeah, so there was there was public vomiting. Um, and there was just all day nausea, like, dear God, it just felt like I was in a washing machine all you, day. Could you eat stuff? Were you able to eat things? Or did you, does that make you feel worse? Yeah, no. So the all of the advice is like, just eat little and often. And like, it's when you feel, when you start to feel hungry, the nausea like starts getting pretty bad. So I was just eat like nibbling at stuff. So yeah, I was fine for eating. Which I wonder was, why it happens. Like, like why the body does that like what it's trying to tell you it's hormones it's the hormones is it just, yeah why does it make why does it make you want to throw up like surely if you're having babies your body should be like yeah everything make it all feel brilliant so people want to have them it's always like a warning isn't it like a rejected food Maybe <laughs> it's a warning. I mean, well they don't know like they don't know exactly what it is there was something actually in the news um while I was feeling very nauseous um but it was about like you know uh, so do you remember when uh princess Kate or whatever her name is Catherine or Williams shiny hair shiny hair McGrew Uh, yes 
So when she was pregnant, all of her pregnancies, I think she had like a, an actual condition whereby the morning sickness was so bad that she had to be hospitalized because she just couldn't keep anything down. Yeah. So they and a few weeks ago, there was like a study that was done into that. And they reckon they found some like um, cure for that or like something that will help with that. Um, but I so mine wasn't as bad as that. Um but yeah, there's still loads of like research going into it. But yeah, my my win is just that it's just, just not feeling sick is is a win, but also mm-hmm. like just not feeling as tired as well. Delightful. Oh, that's really good. And so and it won't come back sickness, hopefully. It might, but it's I think it's unlikely. I don't know. This is exciting, listeners. We're going through a journey and I'm going to ask some extraordinarily stupid questions because I don't know anything about this. But then Anna also doesn't know anything about this either, but she's nope. living it. So that's even more fun <laughs> for us all to share, isn't it? It's a bit mm-hmm. like, you know, when you first start running, we talked mm. about this on the pod and you like Google the shit out of it and you like try and learn everything that you possibly can about it. Mm-hmm. And I learned about not showering before you're on your race day because it washes all of your luck away. That's yeah. not why. Yeah. They they said don't shower before race day because don't shower on race day because you'll run faster if you don't so we just do oh, fuck off. natural oils <laughs> on your skin or something that's what it was but um yeah I feel like I feel like I'm at that stage now again where I'm like just googling the shit out with everything so yeah I mean which leads me kind of nicely onto my grim which is just and I don't want to be I'm not going to be that guy this whole podcast for the rest of this six months is not going to be Oh, Anna's talking about <gasps> But we've already got the name. Ultrasound. Yes, it's a bit baby-like. It is. It is. Mm. But anyway, I'm not just going to bang on about the baby, and it's not all going to be about the baby. But my grim this week, it's just because I can talk about it, so I can finally like tell you all of the shit stuff. My grim is literally Googling any kind of ailment followed by in pregnancy and finding out that that's a legitimate symptom of being pregnant. Love it. Why do my armpits smell so bad? Why am I farting so much? Like genuinely everything. It's like, it's because you're pregnant. Why do my boobs hurt so fucking bad? Why do my boobs hurt so bad? <laughs> the baby song. Um, because you're prego. Yeah. Why, so why, is Neil, why is Neil annoying me so much? Because yeah. you're prego. Oh. Why do I hate every single person on the face of the earth? Because you're prego. Yeah, basically. One of the things about... Progenancy. So ages ago, do you remember there was a meme that went round where people asked questions about whether or not they were pregnant and they'd spelt pregnant wrong? So it was like, oh. am I progenant? Can I get pregnant? Progenant from standing <laughs> on my head. Um, I've never forgotten that and I love it. I the only question I'm gonna ask one question and then I'll get on with the podcast. When you're just walking around during the day, do you think all the time, at like 99% of the time, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. Is it like an overwhelming thing? Like you're standing there and you're like, you open the fridge, you're like, oh, careful with the fridge door, I'm pregnant. Or like, oh, careful bending over my shoe, I'm pregnant. Like, like, do you think about it all the time? Is it like all encompassing? I wouldn't say 99% of the time, maybe 75% of the time. But like, there are some days on Christmas Day, I was like, I really don't feel very pregnant today. <laughs> Like, so I'm gonna have a chin. (laughs) (laughs) There are some days where I am just like constantly thinking about it, and also, so, um, at Park Run on Christmas Day, I went and did Leamington Park Run, and um, it's really muddy. It's the first time I've done it actually, which is mental because I've run there before. Um, in fact, it is where Paul Alban, thank you. 
it's the Paul <laughs> album mention. It's where he does one of his um Big Bear events. Um there's like it's it's all off-road, pretty much. Like the paths are kind of slightly groomed, but there are some very muddy bits. And on like the downhills and when there are like slippery, muddy bits, I do stop myself a little bit and go take it a bit easy because like you can't fall over when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like if you fall over, it's actually really very bad. Oh, so wow. That's yeah. not great for trail running then. No. No. So I, I am a bit like more cautious when it comes to like downhills and slippery mud and stuff like that so that I don't fall over. Um because yeah, that would be very, very bad. So when I'm running, I think about being pregnant maybe about 80% of the run or 90% mm-hmm. of the run. Mm-hmm. And also if I'm like not going quickly enough, I'm like, I'm nearly four months pregnant. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter what what pace you're going. No, it doesn't. And like, I think that yeah, like, I would just be like, it's jingling around inside my belly. Like I wouldn't be able to play. This is why I've never had a child. Because I just they I don't just jiggle. They don't jiggle. They they're very like comfortable inside yes. there, and they're like they're quite like cocooned. Mm. Your uterus grows at the same rate as they do, so it's not like there's a big cavern and they're just oh. tiny little pimples pinning around. Don't you think like, it's interesting that as a forty-two-year-old woman, I don't know this stuff? No, because I didn't know any of this either. It's only because I've got one in my stomach that I'm like, oh. Okay. Don't you think that that's interesting too? The fact that we are, as women, responsible for the entire procreation <laughs> of the human race. All the men have to do is put a bit of sperm in us, which is pretty fucking easy. Yet we don't know this stuff. Like we've not been really taught it. Yeah. Like it's fucking mad that that, that is the case. Yeah. That I'm asking these questions but, and thinking a baby's jiggling about inside you like it's 1942 and I think it's going to fall out. Like, oh well yeah that? because women so women weren't allowed to run marathons until the olympics in la which i think was 60 something maybe I'll 70 do, something i'll do a google just thank you and i'll right. continue and um and the reason why was because they weren't allowed to run long distance races because it was medically thought that their uteruses would fall out 1972 there you go Mm, that's not that long ago no and that was the first year women were allowed to run marathon distance at the olympics disgusting that is, that's, a, that's just a grim in itself isn't it it just yeah boggles my mind yeah anyway i'm glad that your baby's not falling out and can you make sure just try and stick to some road stick to some nice road bits yeah nice road yeah. hard packed trails go down to Sherwood forest there's some nice hard packed black trails there yeah Absolutely we should do um, Sherwood Forest Run actually in the new year. Defo, hundred percent. Um, so that's your grim. Have you got a grim? Yeah, mine's a little bit sad. I'm gonna be very quick on this grim, but I just want to raise it because it's something that happened on holiday. So when I was on holiday, there was a lot of oh, let's go swim with the turtles, let's go swim with the whales, right? Yeah. Now I have got bit have got previous on this because I've done a lot of work with the sea. I went and looked after great white sharks for a bit, and I love the sea. And when I was on that trip, I was taught quite a lot about how we're sold these things, these experiences. And actually, they're not an experience that we think they are. They are an experience of you getting in captive animals who are being netted in and not treated very well. Yeah. And uh, I saw this when I was on holiday. And, and it's, it's grim because I think people think they're getting a genuine experience of swimming with turtles or sharks or whale sharks or dolphins. or dolphins dolphins are the worst because they mm. they pen dolphins in and dolphins are migratory and they're super intelligent so they they basically die early because they're not being they're not allowed to uh 
do what they're supposed to be doing. Like there's, yeah. a, reason, there's a reason you can't keep sharks in captivity. So when you go to like uh, a wildlife park or an aquarium, yeah, they don't have great white sharks at mm. the aquarium because they last three days in captivity, then they die because no they've way. got this. Yeah, they've got this GPS system, which means they have to keep moving following the, the gravitational pull of the Earth, or they die. And they wow. do. Three days is the longest they've kept a great white shark in captivity. Some sharks, reef sharks, nurse sharks, they can keep them in captivity because they yeah. can build a fake reef. Mm. But they're still not living their best life. And then we all know the story of Free Willy. We all know the story of this, that, and the other. While I was on holiday, there was all this, we can, you can snorkel with the turtles on this reef. You can go and swim with the, the whale sharks here. But when I actually dug into it, you, they were netted in. Yeah. And with the turtles, they're... They're so disturbed. And the, the reefs we swam over were dead. Most of the reefs I swam over in the Philippines were dead or dying. They were black. They didn't have any growth on them. And it made me cry. And I just, it was just grim. And it's just that thing of when you go on holiday, listener, think about what you're doing and just think mm. about if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Mm. And what I saw, some of the stuff I saw environmentally and like I was swimming, I, was, I, I swam in the sea most days and I would collect the rubbish as I was swimming. And it was on the surface, a lot of it was on the surface, bits of fishing wire, cups, plastic, plastic bags, bottles. Mm. These are places that are like you see on TV, you know, like Blue Lagoons, Twin Lagoons, incredible places where yeah. you shouldn't have a sandwich bag or a crisp wrapper, but yet they're everywhere. Mm. And it just really hammered home to me, like, it's New Year. Maybe we could all just be a little bit more responsible with like the single-use plastics. And then we mm. do go on holiday. And I know that I'm part of the problem flying out to the fucking Philippines to do three or four flights, um, which next time won't be happening. I'm going to plan my trip a lot better. So I only do one flight. And so I use boats for et cetera, et cetera. And I do more volunteer stuff because I felt like I needed to do something while I was there. Yeah. Um, but I think just to think about it and and not, not just sit, don't just go and do stuff because think it's one way do some research because it just broke my heart it was awful it was yeah sorry about that that's all right. uh my get in the bin's better though yeah go on then my get in the bin is the sex pillows in hotels excuse me what yeah. are sex pillows <laughs> don't be coy anna you know when you go <laughs> into know what a hotel sex is. i don't even know what sex is exactly it's just the virgin mother <laughs> um you know when you go to a hotel and it's mm. like the normal pillows on the bed, then there's a little square cushion. Yeah. On the bed. That's yeah. the sex pillow. Why is it called a sex pillow? Because we've all used it. We've all whacked it under our bum. We've all like put it somewhere that it shouldn't really go to help with the act. That pillow never gets cleaned. Uh, it never uh, gets cleaned. Um <laughs> it doesn't have a pillow cover that covers off and it never gets cleaned. Oh, yeah, it's squarely God. in the middle of the bed on every bed. And I my friend brought this up with me. I went, Oh my god, she's right. And then every hotel room I went into, there was a sex pillow on the bed. That is disgusting. I think we need to get rid of them. <laughs> sex pillow. Oh my god. Yeah, right. but I was well, throwing my sex pillows on the on the floor and being like, they don't have a big heart, there's a cover doesn't come off oh. using that for their own. Especially in hotels I was saying, which would be called things like romantic beach villas and like sexy hideaway hole, places like that. There wasn't wow. a sexy hideaway hole. Well, I wish there was. Okay, so we're putting them not in the bin necessarily. We're just recycling them and washing yes. them. What we're doing is we're putting them into the big bin of laundry, laundering them, and then we're using them on sofas where they're safe from sex. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that is pretty great. Um, right, so my get in the bin, I think you're... Uh, 
that I think you're going to go one of two ways or maybe both. You're going to be cross and then you're going to be like, but this is also your fault for, for feeling the way that you do about it. So, might get in the bin. People that go on holiday and leave the work somewhere else. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't break anything. I know. What if I only broke us once? You did an incredibly good job. But... No, my get in the bin is... I guess it's people's opinions, but it's just something that's happened um, over the last couple of weeks, whereby uh, I have been told a couple of times by a couple of different people uh, that I need to change my handle on Instagram or change my like brand or whatever. Basically, I can't be Anna the runner anymore because I'm having a baby. She's she's lost it. She's exploded. Ali is all over the computer screen. There are little bits everywhere. How fucking dare they? Mm. Mm. How does this conversation? Hey, Anna. Hi, it's just me. Hey, hon. I'm just a bit of a vibe. Was it like that? Whoop, no, no. Has it got to do with anybody what your handle on Instagram is? Yeah. Um, also, just to let you know, I am still Anna the Runner because I am still running and I will still be running for as long as it feels comfortable to run. And also, even if I need to take a little bit of time off running, which of course I will because I'm having a baby. But the way that you... It might just like, look different for a while. If you identify as a runner, if you go running once a month and you identify as a runner, you're still a runner. It's like, and also, it's not the only thing you are. It's one of the things you do. And it's like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah but so you asked like how how on earth does a conversation like that come about mm. it's less advice and it's more just like comments it was comments on Instagram basically when I when I had sort of said oh I'm pregnant they were like oh you can't be Anna the runner anymore I'll just say you not say is that is it like, was it like a kind of a sort of a funny like <laughs> bounce like hey you can't be Anna the runner anymore <laughs> uh, you, but you can't because you're not going to be running all the time like I don't understand why people would say it but also like for me like this is this is like a really exciting and interesting part of my life because it's another thing that's happening you know in the same way as you might get a job promotion or like move house or like you know big life events and so I'm navigating it in the way that i choose to and that's fine and I yes will document it because that's what I've done with my running like journey over the last nearly six years so like what they're basically saying is that every single person out there whoever gave birth or got pregnant and does a bit of running now or did a bit of running then or whatever what they're saying is they can't be runners either so they're dissing like an entire <laughs> Just... Like section of of the population as well. Think of all the people who listen to this pod as well, who are like who are mums or dads. Like, it's one of the things that I come up against as a as a coach. I think the same. You probably experience the same thing. You know, I don't feel like you know. I feel like I shouldn't be doing this, yeah. or I shouldn't. I don't have the time to do it, like yeah. because I've had kids, or or, or, yeah. or because I'm pregnant, or whatever it is. And we had a conversation actually with um, one of my clients on the Big Bear event. Um, she when well, she was oh, out yeah. all day oh, away yeah. from her kids. Do you remember um, Rebecca? Yeah. And she was over. She was like, "This is so great! I'm having the best day ever because I know that my kids are being looked after." She did like yeah. she did like thirty two miles, 
And she did every lap with a massive smile on her face. Yeah. She was like, I'm just having such a great time. And she went on to do the Eastbourne uh, yeah. 55 mile job in December. Yeah. She was training for that. She finished it. She had a great time. And she was really grateful for like all the advice, all the help. And like, mm. it's that, right? Like, maybe people actually believe that when, maybe actually they do believe because they don't know any different that women stop running when they're pregnant or they never run mm. again after they have a baby. Maybe people actually yeah. believe that. Yeah, maybe they do. And like, you know, maybe it is, you know, uh, a genuine subject for like a little video. The thing is, if if I made a video about this on like the running channel, for example, about like running when you're pregnant, I do truly believe that the only people that would watch it are pregnant runners or people who want to get pregnant or whatever. But actually the people who need to watch it are the ignorant ones that are like, you're running you, you you're pregnant you shouldn't be running yeah but even or even not not even ignorance but people that have a vested interest in sport like race directors yes maybe they should be looking and coaches to see, and coaches to see how they can make things more accessible yeah for pregnant runners so that when and, and how they can change their plans and how they can change their races to mm. allow women that you know there's pregnancy deferral debate which is uh, which she races are doing incredible work with pregnancy deferral mm. stuff but you know I don't know how long you can safely run into pregnancy, but still a big bear event. You can still do a couple of laps, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. As long as you're supported and, you know, yeah. maybe it's a case of Paul going, oh, well, if you're pregnant, you don't have to do this muddy, slippery hill because obviously you don't want to fall down it. So we've given you a different way around. Whatever uh, it is, it yeah. should be an education thing. Because at the end of the day, listener and everybody else on fucking planet Earth, 50% of the people on planet Earth will keep having children. It's how we keep yeah. the fucking race going. Yeah. So really it's the most not the running race not the race the human race maybe it's the most important thing for us all to be educated yeah. on yeah. drives me that's just completely and also isn't it better that you're active and healthy and moving during pregnancy yeah. rather than just sat at home like a fucking duck on an egg yeah what am I going to do just literally sit there and twiddle my thumbs for nine months I don't think so no. but also yeah you're right it, it's good for baby it's good for me it's good for like the birth as well like I'm still weight training I'm starting pregnancy yoga next week Ooh. Mm, which I'm really looking forward to because it's just like an hour of just like chill which will be nice mm. um and like just all that sort of movement and stuff and just keeping active is is good for you and the baby you mentioned there like oh I don't know how long you can run into pregnancy there isn't like a you can run up until you're this many weeks it's just basically until it doesn't feel comfortable anymore so a friend of mine she was like 22 weeks maybe and she was doing park run and she was like, it's starting to feel uncomfortable now when I run down the hill because it makes me need a wee. <laughs> so, so, yeah, until it doesn't feel comfortable anymore, basically, is is just, you know, when you stop running. But that's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting post-baby PBs. <laughs> the woman that um, that won the Winter Downs 200 this year, oh, yeah. Laura Swanton Vellin. Yeah. Mate, good mate of mine. Love her. She actually ran a 10k the day that her baby was due, and then the baby came out, and then a day later went out and did another 10k. Oh god. Yeah. Gross, right? Um, <laughs> just unbelievable. So, like what I'm trying to illustrate is it's all different for yeah. everybody. It is all different for everyone. And I think actually following someone on I'm I'm fascinated by like what you're doing, having this baby and doing the running, doing then all of it, because I'm never going to have that experience. So it's like, mm. it's just a really, I don't really have that many people that close to me who are in the same situation as you are, because they've all had kids or like, yeah. I just think that and not having week by week access to it. So I think for the listeners and for me, it's really, really interesting. Like it's not yeah. the same as everybody else, but it is 
a journey, which I think mm. a lot of our, especially male listeners, and maybe mm. like younger female listeners will be like, this is fascinating because it's the actual mm. real side of it rather than the Instagram sugar-coated bullshit side of it. Yeah, um, it's, the new tra- it's the new training block of joy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, my God. But which has no end. There'll be no end to it. So it's fine. It's like a piece of string race. Well, there is an end. Once I push the baby out, that's the end, isn't it? No, because then you've got to look after it. That's the new training block of joy. Yeah, then it's outside and you've got to do things oh. with it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That, that person, could, whoever said that, get to think about what you say to people. And also, just because you've got a handle on Instagram, like mine's Abby Runs. Does that mean that I'm constantly running? Do you call it to you? I'm no, not but it does like, mean that you're you, Abby. Abby. Oh, Abby. I, my name is not Abby. Baby runs. <gasps> anyway, there we go. Right. Win, win, win. Oh, did you do your. Yeah, you've done your. Yeah. What are you ooing at? I'm ooing at. Um, I don't want to do the, the, this, this, this episode or next episode, but I've been talking to our podcast pet, Dean. Oh. And he's having a great time. He's, I've actually put him on a rest week for Christmas because he was absolutely knackered and he hasn't missed he a session. Hot. Yeah. So he's. So he's I, I said to him, look, mate. I put on his plan, do what you feel like doing. And I said to all my clients, I think it's important that you'll have like a nice low week before you go back into it. So, uh, and he, um, but he sent me a voice note, which is absolutely brilliant, about Professor Green. Is it, right, okay, is it about Professor Green and runners? It's about Professor Green. The fact that Professor Green used to live next door to him and once ran him over in his car. That's hilarious. Where? Where? In Broccoli, in South East London, uh, where I used to live. So he lived, but the thing is, Dean didn't know Professor Green was Professor Green. He thought he was just Stephen Green who lived next door. And it wasn't until he was walking along the street with his then part, his then boyfriend, that he, this Dean, not Stephen, that he right. was walking along and Stephen gets, says, hiya. And he goes, hiya. And then Dean's boyfriend is like, oh my God, you know Professor Green. And he's like, ah. and it's like oh. Oh uh, my god! And then later down the line, Dean was dropped off outside his house in a cab, and it was swarmed by kids who thought Dean was Professor Green. Brilliant! Well, that's a fun story. But and also, and then coming out of that, Dean also told me he once got mistaken for Gok One under the Eiffel Tower in Paris. <laughs> He's got some stories. That one. <laughs> He's doing very well, though. I'm very pleased with him, and I hope everybody else listening has had a restful Christmas and not been trying to pound out the mileages too much. Because I do think it's time for people to have a little rest. I, on the other hand, as Dean Podcast Pets S&C coach, did not give him a rest and he is very much still in the gym this week. <laughs> good, 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 good. Right. OK, so just to do a quick mention on the playlist, because we've neglected it somewhat a little bit over the last few weeks and months, maybe, let's say. But... So the Christmas playlist did go up on the 1st of December. I created it under my Spotify, which made it difficult for people to search for, I think. So we got a message from Julius that was like, I can't find it. So I sent it to him. Oh, God, Julius, give him a rest, bro. (laughs) Like his personal secretary, I sent him the link. Um, But that Christmas playlist is obviously probably now um, surplus to requirements. So we will, normal service will resume on the old... Maybe for next year. Yeah, we'll keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it. Um, and people were people were giving us um suggestions of songs to put on the Christmas playlist. And there were a couple of really quite scary ones. Um, <laughs> there was there was one by Corn called "Kidnap the Sandy Claws" that was requested, and I put a little poll up that was like, 
what does everyone think about this? Is it a bit scary? And everyone was like, no, this is great. So um, I went with the majority and added it. <laughs> it napped the sandy claws. Yes, yeah. I like it very much. Very good. Mm, lovely. I bet that came from Gemma. 100% came it from did. Gemma. Of course it came from Gemma. And there was a, um, there was, she's got like a little scary thing. Holy shit. Mr. Oogie Boogie. Yeah, who requested, Mr. Oogie Boogie requested that. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, keep your suggestions coming in. If there's any songs that you want us to add onto the legit, actual ultrasound system playlist, we've got 15 hours and 47 minutes on there at the moment mm -hmm. and 375 people have saved it. No, that's amazing. And which you know we need, we need some uplifting bangers for the, the trudge through January to February weather. Yes. Some uplifters. Uplifting bangers. That is our request for you. So absolutely your... not. I'm walking on sunshine. I'm not putting that on there. Thank you. Whoa, I'm walking on sunshine. No, no. Whoa, no. It's no. time to feel good. No. No. Make sure you request them, put your stories up on your Instagram, tag us in it with the and play the song, like add the song as the music. Mm -hmm. And then we'll uh, we may add them or we may ask the audience as to whether we're going to add them. Yes, that's what we will do. That is exactly what we will do. Um, also, Ali, yo. while you're away. Uh oh. So, you know, I was looking after the social media. Yeah. All I literally had to do was just post what you'd made for me, which was great. Yeah. And I just like tappy tappied out a little caption that was a bit passive aggressive about you being away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you left me some banging questions that we asked the audience. Oh my God, there's some really funny ones. No, um, I'm just looking at the shush one. The shush one is brilliant. I would like to take us right the way back to your most embarrassing running injury and share some of these with the listeners because mm -hmm. dear god they are hilarious um so <laughs> i haven't read these yet so i'm excited the first one that i would like to tell you about is the minjury <laughs> so heather was doing a trail run in dorset and being slightly vertically challenged i think she's quite short one of the styles she had to do a slight leap of faith and ended up sustaining a new new injury, which made itself known for the rest of the race. Which which we're oh. calling the minjury. So you know, like the bone. You must know what these are called now. You must have had someone tell you. There are two bones in that area that are really sensitive, like on your pelvis. And if you hit them directly underneath, they hurt so much. Your pubic bone. That's okay. That's where the minjury must have occurred. I can only imagine. My brother <laughs> kicked me in the. Vagina once that was about eight, and it hurt so oh. much. So I can only imagine the post of a style. Ouch! Ouch! Yeah. Oh, I think every woman has just sort of gone oh, oh. at that. Um. So trail running. This this is Stumpy. Stump, old Stumpy. Oh, I love Stumpy. <laughs> He's funny. Trail running, spotted a dog turd that I was about to stand in. In a panic, I tried to double stride on the same leg, slipped and fell in a ditch. Soaked and bruised ribs was the end result. Ooh. Ouch. Um, Jade. Mine was at the parents' race at my son's sports day. 
cannot wait for this. This like I'm living to run the parents race. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, around 12 years ago, I'd not long been running, but I felt like I stood a good chance that year because I'd done couch to 5K recently. 100%. Like a little yeah. Train, trained like a pro. Trained for this. The day was absolutely freezing. I'd been shivering for hours leading up to the main event. I got up with no thought to warming up whatsoever, stood on the start line, and when the hooter went off, I went, I went from shivering to full tilt in moments and immediately tore both quads. <laughs> Fell to the ground and had to be carried home by my now husband. I couldn't move off the couch for days. I had bruises on both thighs within hours and for days I could only move my legs by picking them up and moving them where they <laughs> needed to go. I never did the parents race again. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. wow. I want to know what her son said. <laughs> I bet he was mortified. How old was he? Please say he was like 15. Oh, she said yeah. it was 12 years ago. Oh, so, I yeah. love it. Please don't need to warm up. No, I'm, I'm, I've been doing Couch to 5K, so yeah, I know what I'm doing. Oh, I love it. I now, love it. I wish I'd asked Alan for a bit more info on this one because he's been quite cryptic. But Alan's most embarrassing running injury involves a wild wee, a tick, the application of heat and an intimate forest <laughs> fire. <laughs> Did you burn? Did you get a tick? On your pee-pee while you were weeing and then set it on fire. Right, so he's had a wild wee and then a yeah. tick has crawled into the hole. Oh, oh it's oh, And then no. there's an application of heat. So maybe he's seen one of those things where you apply heat to get the tick you out. like burn it with a lighter or something. Oh, and then his pubes caught fire. Oh! <laughs> that, that must be... Uh, <laughs> that must be what he's talking about. Wouldn't wouldn't he have called it an intimate bushfire then, rather than a forest fire? Maybe he's trying to be. Um, maybe he's trying to be. Uh, not not crude. Not crude. <laughs> not crude. Mm, you, if you're trying to be not crude, Alan, you're not welcoming this. Alan, thing. <laughs> we need you to send us a message telling us what happened, please. Uh, it's yes, going to become like the bramble mat, the bramble guy myth <laughs> of the arc of attrition, or like it's going to become a myth if you don't nip it in the bud, like you nipped that tick in the bud of your penis. Oh, oh, tell us what your happened. Penis bud. <laughs> your penis bud. You want a tick in your penis? That's the tick in your penis is the name of a book oh. that I buy. Um, right Nelly Jane Nelly Jane this mm -hmm. is this is funny because I did this in a way Nelly Jane was getting convinced by the barefoot running brigade so she filmed herself running and realized that she landed on her heels so to try and change it she deliberately tried running on tiptoes having been injury free for six years I immediately took half muscle and was not able to <laughs> run for four weeks Moral is don't try fixing what ain't broke. I think this is a very good moral to share with the with the listeners because loads of people are there's like the the heel striking debate, isn't there? And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, if you if your heels strike when you run, then it's bad and like you won't run as fast because you're striking with your heels. No, that's not the case. Just run how you run. Your biomechanics are your biomechanics. And what's the best way to run the way that you don't get injured? Basically, so if you've yeah. had six years without being injured and you're heel striking, crack on. You're doing a great job. Have a nice time. All the best. Like exactly. Oh my god, I had a few, I, when, when I was on the other podcast. When I used to do the other podcast, and we would interview people. We would like talk about like 
form and like you should do this you should do that this, I was like oh my Christ because whenever I've tried to change my foot strike I've fallen yeah. over or something <laughs> bad has happened and I've hurt myself yeah. so I'm just like this is how I run it this is and that's fine I'll stick with back, it back in the early days when I was running when I first started running I tried to change my foot strike between my first marathon and my second marathon and I ended up with very very bad calves as well oh, did I didn't you? tear them but I def I had really bad calves and they've always been like a little bit like what's the word? Carvey. <laughs> Carvey since. Um, because I now run on my tiptoes. So yeah. Hey, do you want one more? Yeah, I love them. They're brilliant. Well, I mean, I can do more than one more. Uh, Matt, Matt got piles from straining too much in a portaloo during a 24-hour race. And this is why, in my special bag of tricks, the things that I take up on race up, like 100% pile cream is in there. Because if you start to get piles during a race, 24-hour race, they're going to get worse. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. Oh. Um, you'll enjoy this one. Did my back in kissing my dog goodbye at the start of the South Downs Way 50 and ran the whole thing hunched over like a 100-year-old. Totally worth it, though, because his head was so soft and kissable. Friend of the pod, Kirsty Reed. Oh, Kirsty. <laughs> Giblets has got a lot to answer for. She does that all the time. Before the South Downs Way 100, she did her back in lifting up some wood to put on the fire. It was very wholesome. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, final one, then, from uh, our lovely friend, Marie. Uh, major chafing in the unmentionable area. Ooh. I did 24 miles in the pouring rain. It wasn't cold until near the end, so I loved every moment. My husband picked me up. I was so soaked, I got changed in the car before we left as it was an hour's drive home. By the time we got home, I thought, hmm, it feels a bit odd down there. I went to walk and realised I have huge red welts right at the top of my legs, on my butt uh, and my uh, hoo-ha. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know. It. It's making me, like, clench. It's yeah, probably good can, for the pelvic floor I, here. I can taste blood in my mouth. Uh. <laughs> Having never really chafed before, I hadn't worn any kind of lubricant. Last time I made that mistake, I couldn't wear normal underwear for days. I had to borrow my husband's underwear as they are longer so it didn't rub and use copious amounts of cream. It was horrendous. Oh. I remember there's a girl who I used to work with and she ran the Great North Run for the first time. I think it was the first time she'd done a half marathon. And she said to me afterwards, I was like, oh, did you like, how did you find it? Did you enjoy it and stuff? And she was like, I did, but I don't know what possessed me on race morning to wear like this really like lacy thong. What the fuck are you thinking? Like what's so going she... to happen? You... It's going to be a Marshall where you're like, ooh, and you pull your, what? Why would I... I think, you know, some sometimes some people feel good wearing a lacy thong, right? So you want to feel good. Don't wear it when you're running a half marathon. No. She, genuinely, she couldn't walk properly for days afterwards because of the chafe down there. You only do it once, don't you? The thing is, you do only do it once. So it doesn't happen for ages. I did a run on Monday here in Devon on, on yeah. Christmas Day, a 16-mile job, up a little hangman, real loads of fur. It was windy. It was raining. It was rubbish. I loved every single second of it. But I had in my bag... Another well, waterproof jacket, another base fit, and waterproof trousers. I put yeah. all of these things on within five miles. And mm. by the time I got home, my bra and my pants were soaked. Yeah. And I was only 16 miles. I say only, it took four hours. So I was that far from chafing. But yeah. Did I have any lube on? No. Did I put any lube on? No, because I've been running through the summer. So I've been like, oh, it's yeah. fine. It'll be fine. 
and so you do forget so i think that for january february everybody get your lube on make sure that you don't you don't make that mistake going on a long run because a lube rain, year resolution a lube year resolution beautiful sponsored by boot sex lube lovely <laughs> so like just don't forget it because honestly marie i feel your pain i can literally taste blood as you were saying that because the you don't realize that you look and suddenly as you look the pain comes and you're like mm. oh my God, I, don't I know i know horrendous yeah horrible oh all right we've probably got time just for some correspondence Ooh, what's been going on in the corner do you want you've got a choice Ooh. you can have one that's going to make you cross or you can have one that that needs a question answering or let's have a question answering what do you cross next week do you cross okay. patch next week cross patch next week it is so we've had an email from jenna hey Hello. jenna <laughs> um jenna says hey team absolutely loving the pod thanks jenna enjoying listening from the beginning as i seem to be late to the party that's okay you're welcome it's brilliant to hear honest stories about running and some good tips thank you i have a question i'm looking to build towards marathon and beyond distances i'm a good half marathon runner but um but it but what race is there in between a half and a marathon as that's a big jump Merry Christmas. Keep the chats on. Big Bear. Go on, explain more. Well, so we've got this. This is interesting because we don't have a listener. What is the distance between a half and a marathon called? Because we've got the super marathon, haven't we? It's just over marathon. Yeah. Before we get to ultra. Um, I'll tell you what, there's a good few 20 milers out there. 20 milers? I think 20 miles is too long. I think you need to get to 18. I think 18 yeah, is the sweet spot. Because 18 is well over far, halfway but nowhere yeah. near the end. So when I was training for my first marathon, when I was told there was a wall and I was reading about this fucking wall in all of yeah. these bloody magazines, yeah. they all said the wall was at mile 18. Yeah. And I remember when I got in London, you know, London, mile 18 is Canary Wall. Yeah. And I'm like this, and it literally, Canary Wall looms in front of you, like an actual physical wall of glass <laughs> and offices. Yeah. And you're like, this yeah. is the wall. And I remember running into Canary Wall and there was, I like the title of my book, there was no wall. I was like, oh, there isn't one because it's made up. It's like that's when your drop in energy happens. You, you're mentally like I'm nowhere near the end. I reckon 18 to 20 miles is a sweet spot. And I reckon that the lapped events, like what Paul does, like mm-hmm. what Paul does at Big Bear, that's what that's the way forward, isn't it? It is. It is for sure. Let's just take a minute for the 20 milers, though, because actually, like between when you're training for a marathon, there are lots of of um well I say lots of there are a few 20 milers out there as well that are put on almost specifically for people to use as their like long run in in the run up to marathon season so marathon season in the UK is probably around April so around March time there are a couple of 20 milers so I know there's one at um that place near Windsor where you run laps around the Dorney Dorney Lake Dorney Lake that's a isn't that classic pre-London marathon warm-up event it is indeed but there's also one um in lancashire called the trimple 20 now i cannot say that i've ever completed this race but i have entered it so what happened was the year of the beast from the east i was entered into the trimple 20 and i was living in yorkshire or maybe i was in london and i was staying in yorkshire i was staying in yorkshire and me and my friend were going to go over the pennines to lancashire to go and run this race and when we woke up on the morning of the race to get driving over there, uh, there was so much snow. We were like, there's no way we're going to be able to drive in this. So 
we emailed the race director and said we can't we can't make it we're really sorry mm-hmm. and instead we went to the gym and we ran oh. 20 miles on the treadmill and when i say i almost lost my mind i almost lost my mind um i it, can't believe the long the first i've ever run on a treadmill actually it's 18 miles on a really shit treadmill it was one of the most awful afternoons of my life it is one of my proudest achievements in running. I've forgotten about it up until now. We we went to the pub afterwards and we had a glass of red wine and a, and a baby bell. Hopefully we had more than that. Um, that's just what I remember. Me and Rachel. Rachel's mad. A box of frogs. It was brilliant. What a snack. How long did it take on the trip? Did you stop? Did you walk? Like What happened? It took... It took three hours because I was going for a four-hour marathon. Oh my god, that is! I watched. Disgusting. I watched. Run, fat boy, run! I watched Run, Fat Boy, Run on my phone, the film, and I, I listened to a couple of podcasts as well. It was disgusting. So anyway, when we, e- I think we emailed the race director afterwards or something just to say like, sorry, we didn't go, but we did do the run. Mm-hmm. So they sent me and Rachel the medal and the T-shirt. Oh, that's nice. Because they were like, well, well done for doing it. I mean, that's like, when you go to labour, it's going to be really hard. But it's not yeah. going to be as hard as running 20 miles on a fucking treadmill. Three hours. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Put one fat boy run on. You'll be done in three hours. Uh, that's horrendous. It's horrendous. Story. But yes, back to back to Jenna's email. I think yes. uh, finding yourself a lap. Because with the laps, uh, you can choose, can't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, like you say, like, um, did you see what race you're training for? No, she just said that she wants to, she's done half marathons and she's looking to build towards a marathon and beyond. So I think, you know, there is also that side of things where it's like, yes, a half marathon to a marathon seems like a big jump, but you've probably gone from a 10K to a half marathon, mm-hmm. which is double. So you're, you're doubling it. There's a lot more miles in between, of course. Like mm-hmm. you're not going from six to, well, six and a bit to 13. Mm-hmm. You're going from 13 to 26. Um but I think there is that sort of I I'm a bit blase about it because I went I went straight in at the deep end and was like, I'm going to run a marathon and I just ran a marathon. Mm-hmm. So I've never really looked at it as like a now I've done a 5k, I'm going to run a 10k. Now I've done a 10k, I'm going to run a half marathon. I've never really looked at it like that. And mm-hmm. so I understand why you would, because obviously that makes sense to to build to build it in between yeah so the I think thing, that's the question the other thing to do is take your eye off you know the goal of the goal is marathon that's really nice and everything but it's not really about the end result it's about process so it's so just to go yeah. today i'm going to run uh instead of running like 13 miles i'm going to run 13 or 14 miles that's what i'm doing today or the, or at the end of this yeah. week i'm going to run 14 miles not to really focus on like getting to that 26.2 because that will happen mm. Just mm. getting to what you're doing that week. It's all about yeah. the process and what you're learning during the process and being like, I'm going yeah. to put a 20 mile race in, but not thinking I'm going to put a 20 mile race in in order to get to 26.2. Just, no. I'm going to put a 20 mile race in. That yeah. just takes the heat out of everything. And it just yeah. allows you to be a, little, a lot more sort of free and like learn a lot more and be a lot more cool about it as opposed to like, yeah. this is part of a process to get to something that will make me a marathon run out. That's like, just stop. Yeah. Enjoy it. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of there's there's Big Bear obviously, but then there's also up north there's Grim Up North events, and they do an event yeah. every month that's got loads of different um, distances, and one of them's twenty miles. So um, 
There's nice. lots of them everywhere. The only place there's not is Scotland. There's a dearth of events in Scotland. Really? Yeah, I've noticed this because I've got a, a guy that I'm working with um, in Scotland and I'm finding it really hard to find events. So Scottish listeners, I'd really like your recommendations of mm. race companies because it seems there's some pretty epic ultras and scary races, but there's nothing yeah, under marathon. There's no. nothing under marathon there. So easy. That seems mad because I'm sure there's probably like locks that you can run around that are less than. Yeah, but nothing under marathon really. Nothing like no twenties, no laps, no big, no no companies offering that. So if there are any Scottish listeners listening who know of any, please do get in touch. I tell you what, we need um we need Kerry from Girls on Hills. She'll know. She knows everything about Scotland. Well, it's funny you should mention that because she's going to be at the running show. Way. We're both going to be in January. And I believe it's the 6th of January now, but you can probably still get your tickies, ticky tick tickies. So, yeah, we'll both be at the National Running Show. Running the show? Literally. Running the show. Places. Um, <laughs> but, yes, come along to the running show and we'll have some lots of lols and bats. And Kerry will be there. She's in my um, area. She's in my workshop area on Saturday nice. morning doing a workshop on ankle strength. Um, so that would be interesting. Uh, but we will ask her. But I think, yeah, I just there's, there's a dearth as far as I can see in Scotland with race companies. Maybe I'll go and start, start one myself. Maybe I, mm, I. Do you know what? That's one thing I just I don't think I could. Me I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I don't think I could run run a race. Look after a race. No way. No chance. Hey, just really quickly before we go, I was um. When I was sorting out, like, uploading the pod and stuff, I always just have a little cheeky look at, like, the figures and stuff. But not only that, I um, there's a map of dots of where people listen mm-hmm. to this pod. And I just find it absolutely bizarre that there is somebody listening to us in Howo Pessoa in South America. And there is someone listening to us in... Fortaleza in South America. And actually, you guys are really close. So you could like go running together. That's quite cool. Man. There are people in Paraguay listening. There are people in Uruguay listening. There's someone near Buenos Aires. Uruguay and I'm a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So remember, people are traveling. So there's probably British people that have got it stacked up on their pod. Because I was like, oh, she's going to get Philippines because I'm listening to it in the Philippines. So I downloaded them and I was listening to the Philippines. Um, yeah, and I just love the sound of my own voice. Um, and um, so yeah, remember, people are traveling, but listen, I've got none in the Philippines. If you have you not in the Philippines, no, you're lying. Yeah, in the Philippines. What are you lying for? What are you lying for? Okay. Oh, no, there are some Philippines, there are some Philippines. So, yeah, Texas, you know, if you're, if you're Uruguay and I'm a girl, <laughs> yeah. I I feel like we should do like a little um poll, poly poll or something on the yeah. um on the Instagram. Where are you listening to us? Do you yeah. know like what they do at Parkrun? Have we got any tourists here today? Yeah. It's a good idea. Where are you coming from? Um so yeah, but um I wanted just to finish to say like a big massive, massive thank you as we go into a new year of podding. Mm. Um to to the listeners, because obviously without you, there's no point in us doing this. And um and yeah, we we are thoroughly grateful. Um and I hope that you've enjoyed having us in your ears over the festive period as well to hopefully bring you a bit of normality during the uh strange times when you don't really know what day it is or whether you're eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> I think it should be like that all the time. Um and if you want us to cover anything in the next few pods about uh motivation or new year or any of that shenanigans, 
then just drop us a DM. The old yeah. plan. We will try our best to cover it. Perfect. Right. Well, that has absolutely flown by. Yeah, Thanks mom. so much. It's nice to see you. Love to see you too. I'll see you next week. I'm going to do running in the rain, in the wind. Oh, yes, it is raining here as well. Enjoy. At least it's warm. Yeah. Nice, wet, warm wind. No, no, no chafage for me, though. No. Mm, yummy. Uh, okay, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.